is Sean Harwell. It's the Never Heard of It podcast. We're back for season three. It's the show where we talk about movies that have slipped through our cracks and yours. Very excited to be back. Very excited to have my co-host with me making some co-toast. Say hello, Craig Moorhead. Hello, Craig Moorhead. Yeah. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Uh, Craig, how are you? I'm doing all right, Sean. How are you doing? I'm good. How was your holiday? Uh, The holiday was... Uh, crazy, but everyone got through it happy and healthy. Did you get anything cool for Christmas? Did I get anything cool for Christmas? I got nothing but cool things for Christmas. Oh, wow. So I, there's no way I could I could really narrow it down to one thing. I got the best possible gift. Oh, no. What did you get? A person in my situation you get for Christmas. Oh, diapers. Uh, no, make another guess. Oh, a uh, person in your situation. Wow. Sound effects machine. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm going to utilize this throughout. Okay. We finally finally have like a morning show vibe. And I'm sure absolutely no one will get tired of it, right? No, no, no. Why would they? They, There we go. Oh, boy. I'm going to go set this in a a glass case. That's not annoying at all. Yeah. Yeah. So no one takes it. Well, I'm, I'm just, I may have to break it in case of emergency. I don't know if there's a glass breaking sound on here. No, there's not. Oh, okay, so we're well, good. That's kind of a bummer. Well, maybe we'll work it in here into this very uh, depressing movie we've got to talk about a little yeah. bit today. It could use a few comedic uh, sound effects. Let's remind the people where they can come say hello to us online and whatnots and what have yous. Yeah, let's do that. Now, it's 2019, but things really haven't changed that much. <laughs> No, they didn't. We are still on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You can find us at both places. You can find us at neverheardpodcast.com, which is our website where you can really get to everywhere you need to be. Uh, Anywhere you want to find us, you can find the links there. You can also find write-ups on the movies, posters. You can find the actual episodes. You could literally listen to every single episode we've ever done Mm -hmm. just from from our website. So if you are at work and you don't want to work, you know, you put one of those on and you could listen all day long. Maybe you're a furloughed federal worker. I hope not. Yeah. But if you are, Godspeed getting that uh, government back open. But now that you have some spare time, podcast. It's like you'll just be transported to a deserted island. Yeah. Nothing but a cool breeze and cool dudes talking. Cool dudes. Oh, shit, that scared me. All right. But uh, <laughs> that's awesome, Craig. Then that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. That's you know, if you presence. haven't subscribed to our podcast, yeah. you should definitely do that. You could you could even re- leave a little review. Would be yeah, nice. reviews are nice. Send us an email, make us suggestions. We've got one today, and we've got more incoming. Yeah, uh, thank I got you a for bunch those. Of good we're ones. gonna yeah, we're gonna try to get to a bunch of them here to start off this year. Craig, that's me. Should we talk about David? Let's talk David. What begins as the story of a shattered home? What if John and I get married and move away? Then what are you gonna do? You and John are moving away from here, taking David away? Wants Davey for the weekend. I told him never to bother you at work. He bothers me. What do you want from me? A week with David alone. Dad, there it is. Let's go. Hey, I got a great idea. Let's let's go find a motel room first. We can wash up, we can have some dinner, then we'll hit Disneyland first thing tomorrow morning. Leads to an unspeakable crime. That's a pill. So you'll sleep better. So uh, so you'll feel rested when we go to Disneyland. Come on. No more people fighting over you. There's no more th- 
threats. No more. Uh, which David in particular would you like to talk about? Mainly the 1988 television movie. I thought you were going to say Hasselhoff, but that works. That no, works. No. Sorry. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll tee this up. I understand. You were suggested this movie. I was. By a certain filmmaker that we know. By one Mr. Todrick Rohall. <laughs> God, I wish that was his first name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his, that yeah, yeah, fantastic. yeah. He's, uh, he's really intent. By the way, if anyone meets him, he really wants his full name used okay. when, you, when you address him. So please call him Todrick. Not Mr. Rohall. He doesn't care about that. Uh, regardless, he suggested this movie because it sounded super bonkers. <laughs> do you have the, the synopsis there before you? I do. Okay. I mean, it sounds bonkers in a way that I don't think of when I think of Todd Rohall bonkers. No. But, Craig, I think let's save the synopsis because most of what I'm going to talk about is the actual story behind this true story inspired film. Yeah. So I think instead... You've got cast and crew. Maybe we should just launch right into that. All right. Here we go. This movie, David, wait till you hear about it. Mm. A lot of uh, lot of television luminaries involved with this movie, uh, as well as uh, folks you may know from the big screen. So the director is John Ehrman. He did a lot of My Favorite Martian, The Flying Nun. He did Roots. Roots. Roots, huh? yeah. yeah. He's a big TV guy for a long time, clearly. Uh, had quite a run. The book was written by Marie Rothenberg, who I believe is played by Bernadette Peters in the movie. That's right. A gentleman by the name of Mel White. They, they both wrote the book. Not a lot of credits on them beyond that, except that Mel White was a contestant on The Amazing Race in 2011. Get out of town. Yeah. I'm not sure if that will come to bear on the movie itself. That is strange. <laughs> but yeah, um, just definitely write that down. <laughs> keep it in mind. Okay. You never know. <laughs> and then uh, the actual teleplay was written by... Here's a question. Do I have to call it a teleplay? I mean, it, does it not qualify as a screenplay if it's written for television? Is that the whole point? Teleplay if it was written for TV? Uh, I don't know. I think perhaps in this era yeah. we're talking teleplay. But I, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Okay. Let me get the guild on the phone real quick. Please do. No. That was definitely not a phone. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Uh, uh, Stephanie I'm done, Liss, I yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephanie Liss wrote the uh, teleplay. She also is responsible for such teleplays as Runaway Father. By the way, I- I'd watch any of these based on the titles. I mean, great title, yeah. Runaway Father, Shameful Secrets. Mm. That's got to be pretty good. And Hidden in Silence. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, they seem. It seems like a like a title blender was used here, and I, I wonder what these movies are about kind of like it. Well, Hidden in Silence is clearly about a game of hide-and-seek with a person who is mute. Right. Or deaf. Yeah, or or both. Or both. Mute deaf. That's exciting. Write that one down. Okay. Let's outline that that one later. (laughs) Produced by Donald March. He produced other television fairs such as Billionaire Boys Club. Uh, That was a Judd Nelson starrer. In case you're a Judd Nelson completist, you can go back and check out Billionaire Boys Club. Uh, also, the movies Death Scream, which I'd like to check out, as well as one that I couldn't get a handle on called Fear Stalk. Fear Stalk. Fear Stalk. S-T-A-L-K. I was hoping it would have something huh. to do with corn, <laughs> but it didn't seem to. I don't know. I was confused yeah. by that one. The music is by Marvin Hamlish. 
I put that, I put an exclamation point at the end of that because I was kind of excited about that. You know, because he did uh, the entertainer for the Sting. I think he did all the music for the Sting, the movie. Really, I did not know I think that. He wrote no. the music for a chorus line. You know the chorus line, right? Yeah. Sing that song from chorus line. I would. Right. No, I, you know the one. But right. <laughs> yeah, acapella is not really my my bag. That's that's cool. That's cool. Learning new things about each other this year, 2019. Also licensing, you know, we'd have to pay. That's for true. The, the rights of it. So that's true. We don't have we don't have enough ad space mm-hmm. to pay for you singing a song from a chorus line. And then uh, and then uh, he composed Soderbergh's The Informant. I really like that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Marvin Hamlish was always kind of a. Yeah, he's kind of a nerdy dude, and I just remember him always popping up in different places in the 80s, like on TV for some reason. Maybe really? he was on the Muppets or something. I don't know. But I just remember him always. He was always somewhere playing that piano of his. Oof. <laughs> okay. But anyway. I got to look him up. I don't, it doesn't ring a bell. But. Oh, really? man, yeah. That's, okay. It's funny because as soon as I heard the name, like I was like, I, I could picture his face. That's what, I think that's what All surprised right. me the most. You keep talking. I'm going to look him up. Okay. I, you know, if I have any insight, I'll add. Fair enough. Uh, the DP is Steve Iaconelli. I'm going to guess that's how you pronounce it. He shot Karate Kid. Wow. Part three. Okay. Uh, he also shot Bridesmaids from 1989. Okay. Okay. You're killing me. Yeah. And then, but (laughs) then he also shot Cabin Boy, the, just the Cabin Boy. Okay. Thank God. The regular one. Yeah. He's done a, a good bit of work editing by James Galloway. He uh, edited uh, TV shows like Lou Grant and Remington Steel. Mm. Yeah, no slouch there. Uh, but now, let's get into the starring roles. Yeah. Starring one of my favorite people, Bernadette Peters. Love one her. of my favorite actors. I shouldn't act like I have any idea who she is as a person, but Bernadette Peters, uh, of course, she was in To Be or Not To Be, as you may have learned uh, erroneously <laughs> if you listened to us yeah. last year. <laughs> But she was officially, she was in movies such as The Jerk, Heartbeeps, uh, Annie. She, yeah. had, she did a voice on Animaniacs, the, the, the uh, voice of Rita, a, a kitten character. Uh, and right now, she's in a TV series called The Good Fight uh, on CBS, which I think is an uh, offshoot of the a show that was The Good Wife. Yeah. Yeah, so she's, uh, she's going strong. I, can't, I, I miss Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that show. I watched a couple seasons of Mozart in the Jungle. And, uh, oh, she, she on she's that? in that? Yeah, oh, that's right. good in that. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. She is great. God, you got to love Bernadette Peters. Mm-hmm. John Glover is uh, playing Charles Rothenberg. I think he's, maybe he's kind of the bad guy in this one. We'll find out. We'll find out. John Glover had a great role in Gremlins 2. He's probably my f- the favorite person in Gremlins 2. <laughs> Have you ever seen that crazy car wreck of a movie? Yeah. And then uh, yeah, he's in Scrooged, which my uh, text program turned to Scrogged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Of course. That'll have any bearing on the rest of this. <laughs> he also did a voice of a, of a character in Animaniacs, strangely enough. I'll be damned. What's <clears throat> yeah. going on there? Jeez. And, uh, and he was in George Washington. No, he wasn't. A movie from 1984, a TV movie. Oh, See? Okay. Zing. Yeah, you're getting every time. Every time. We've got quite a list of people here. We've got uh, Dan Loria, the Wonder Years dad. Got an actor by the name of Christopher Allport, who uh, this is a guy you'll recognize when you see him. He's in To Live and Die in L.A. He was uh, in, in a soap opera, The Young and the Restless. Jordan Charney, 
played Dean Yeager in Ghostbusters, the guy who kicks them out of the college at the beginning. Really? Yeah, okay. you're going to see him. Wow. That's pretty fun. Maybe he'll be in the upcoming sequel to oh. Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. I, I really I really doubt it. Oh, okay. You're probably right. Probably Ghostbusters right. the college years? Oh, dear God. Save us. <laughs> Save us all. Okay. Finally, in the role of David Rothenberg, Matthew Lawrence, Joey Lawrence's little brother. Yes. Okay. Of, of Give Me a Break and Mrs. Doubtfire fame, uh, among many others. And that is that is our David. Yeah, you know, I was looking at the poster here on IMDb, and I was like, that face and that bowl cut looks so familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a Lawrence kid, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Speaking of familiar faces, you ever yes. notice that Dan Laria kind of looks like Philip Baker Hall, just a little bit? Sure, I could, I could buy that. I could yeah. buy that. They have, they have great character in their faces. Yeah, they're great character actors, aren't they? Yeah, like statue-carved faces in a weird way. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question, Sean. Okay. Are there any interesting uh, tidbits about this television movie? Well, my middle name is David. Oh. So obviously there's that connection. Yep, true, true. So uh, with these TV movies, I've found very quickly mm-hmm. that uh, there's not a ton of stuff about how they got made Fair enough. Uh, floating around out there. I don't know if somebody has created the TV movie database. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it, but I would love to know because they are kind of fascinating, especially from this era. Yeah, I remember very distinctly the movie Adam, uh, which was yep. about Adam Walsh, uh, the guy uh, that did America's Most Wanted, was the father of that kid who was kidnapped and unfortunately murdered. But um, boy, that one stuck with me, man. Some of those TV movies back in the day. Whew. I vaguely remember this one a little bit, just the story of it. Uh-huh. I don't remember if I've seen it, though, so it'll be fun to go back to and find out. Although, yes, this is when the depressing part of this podcast <laughs> Uh, it's probably going to begin. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, begin. Excuse me. So, th- yes, this is based on a true story. David Rothenberg was six years old, living with his mom, Marie Rothenberg. And this is all coming from Wikipedia, right? Uh, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. when his father Charles took him on a trip to Disneyland. Parents were divorced at the time. Uh, they were engaged in a somewhat bitter conflict of custody, and they had argued on the phone on the evening of March third, nineteen eighty three while David and Charles were in a motel in uh, Buena Park. Mm-hmm. Charles gave his son a sleeping pill. Oh, That's God. a no-no. And after David fell asleep, Charles poured kerosene on the bed and set it on fire. He left the room and watched from a telephone booth across the street while other guests went in and rescued David. He returned to the motel in time to see the ambulance carrying his son off to Irvine. And from the hospital lobby, he wired his ex-wife, Marie, uh, in New York and sent a message that said, by the time you get this telegram, I will have terminated my existence. David has been in a very bad accident. Wow. So, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's pretty hardcore right there. Yeah, not much comedy there. No, fortunately, David did not die. Uh, David had third-degree burns over 90% of his body. He required finger and toe amputations, uh, more than 100 skin grafts, just brutal. Badly disfigured uh, during one graft, experienced brain swelling that led to seizures and other complications. God. I read a little bit. People Magazine had an article um, online from the era, and actually several years before the film was made, and Marie talked a little bit about why she let David go with Charles in the first place. And some of her thinking was 
if I know where they're planning to go and I agree, like she was being overly accommodating her ex-husband because she did fear somewhat that he might try to kidnap David. Uh, But she said about her ex-husband that they met when she was 20 and she was attracted to him deeply. She had grown up in a troubled house. Her mom was an alcoholic, would get physically abusive. She hospitalized her once with a dislocated hip, I'm assuming from a beating. She felt for Charles, she said, because we both came from broken homes. I thought we'd both work hard to build what we had never had in our early years, but that backfired. From day one, our marriage was a disaster. He started abusing me and going out with other girls almost immediately. During my pregnancy, he flirted with other girls. When David was born, Charles became obsessed with him. I no longer mattered. I was just the maid and had better do what he said or else. One night when David was crying, Charles pushed me against the wall and pulled the front of my nightgown off. He got me to the floor and kicked me and said if I ever made his baby cry again, he'd kill me. I was afraid to leave him until he finally got arrested for forgery and was put in jail. That's when I divorced him in December 78. So not not a great guy, no. even prior to that. There were flags there, and, and you hate to see these things happen because there usually are uh, a long sequence of events that sort of precipitate this. Yeah. But following his attempt to kill his son, Charles was sentenced to jail in July of 83 uh, for 13 years, which was the maximum permitted at the time for such an offense. Although uh, I think guidelines were changed as a result of this case because yeah. they, I think they thought, thought that that was not quite long enough. But man, he, uh, he only did a total of seven years here max, was released on three years supervised parole Uh, After two years, he fled, but then turned himself into authorities and then just had trouble off and on after that. 96, he got tried for a shooting in Oakland. At that time, David was 19 and he visited him in prison, wrote a statement to Charles that said he was, quote, not a father, but an imposter. Uh, In 98, Charles Rothenberg changed his name to Charlie Charles. And in 2007, after being convicted of various offenses in two other states, he fell prey to the three strikes law at the time in California and was sentenced to 25 years to life for various weapons offenses in San Francisco, where, as far as I know, he remains to this day. Holy moly, he's still yeah. alive. Still alive. Wow. David Rothenberg made various television appearances after recovering, became somewhat of a cause celeb. He was able to meet Michael Jordan, became friends with Michael Jackson, and even spoke at his funeral. And Michael Jackson is said to have assisted with the cost of his medical treatments. Oh, wow. Marie remarried. Uh, She married a police officer who had supervised the fire investigation. And she moved to Orange County with David. Uh, In 1985, she wrote and published a book along with Mel White. And that was the basis for this TV movie. David lived a pretty full life, it looks like. He attended art college and changed his name in in 96 to Dave Dave, which I think is kind of fun. He just wanted to remove the legacy of his father from his name officially. Yeah. He was a DJ. He was a music producer. He did some rapping. He directed a music video for an artist named Kelly Liddell. I don't really know, but she's got a Wikipedia page. And uh, he became somewhat of a conceptual artist while living in Las Vegas. Since he collaborated with other artists, uh, one by the name of Sheridy Hopper, if that means anything to anyone. Apologies to Sheridy, because I don't know you. But sadly, Dave died last year in July at the age of 42. 
Yeah, so right around our age. Uh, in Las Vegas from the effects of pneumonia. I also read another account that said he died from heat exhaustion. I don't know if any of the injuries he sustained as a child somehow played into that whatsoever or, yeah. or made him more susceptible to that. Don't know. Uh, but yes, yeah, so this TV movie was made and it aired on ABC October 25th or 28th, mm-hmm. uh, 1988, depending on who you believe. I am pretty sure it was the 28th just because I think that coincides with being a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, uh, in Brazil, Craig, uh, this movie also got screened and was known as David. Uma Historia Real. Ooh. Pretty fancy, right? That is fancy. But in that People magazine article about Marie, they mentioned that the, the book had been optioned and was to be made into a TV movie by NBC. And it didn't say anything else about that, but I just thought it was interesting because, uh, as we'll get to it here in a second, this was a big era for TV movies, and, I mean, they, they were extremely well uh, received in the ratings category, and I, I do wonder what happened for this to slip hands between those two networks. But once it was released, it got pretty good reviews. The LA Times' Nancy Ride wrote, Hollywood seems to specialize in cheap, inspirational movies about the wounded who beat the odds. This one, however, never stoops to cheap sentiment, no small feat. David is a true story that actually lets the compelling facts do the talking. It was nominated for three, count of three, Emmy Awards, Craig. Wow. Almost as many as you. That's right. Very close. It did not win, but it was a busy year for limited series. Lonesome Dove was out there, and I don't even, I don't even think Lonesome Dove won. But NBC had some sort of Roe uh, versus Wade special that won. Oh. There was uh, a limited series called War and Remembrance, which was, I think, based on like a Barbara Steele novel or something. Mm-hmm. But Cheers and L.A. Law were the big winners in the uh, comedy and drama departments. Right. In 1988, would you like to guess what the number one show in America was? 1988 Cosby Show. Absolutely. Good guess. Times have changed. I'm sorry, you said Cosby Show? I did say Cosby Show. Oh, hey! (laughs) This is why I can't do sound effects. I'm never on top of it. Yeah, that felt great. Yeah, top ten. You had Cosby Show, Roseanne, A Different World, Cheers, 60 Minutes, The Golden Girls, Who's the Boss, Murder, She Wrote, Empty Nest, and Anything But Love. I think about those and like anything right. but love is the only one I, I don't think of as like a classic. Like looking at that and then seeing that, you, you know, beyond that, you had yeah. Alf, In the Heat of the Night, Night Court, Head of the Class, Wonder Years, Dallas was still in the top 30. I mean, it's crazy. It, it just shows how much TV has changed. Yeah. Co- so completely. Like for the things that, yeah, that like are, are hits and completely disappear. Well, it, and it was like when you only had four channels. Right. Yeah. These everybody watched these like one of these shows or you right. saw some of each of them, you know, and so it just that it created that sort of like common culture I think there. But also in the top 30 you had the NBC Sunday Night Movie, the NBC Monday Night Movie, the CBS Sunday Movie, and the ABC Mystery Movie. Again, uh those do, those things just do not exist anymore. No. Uh, sadly. Well, I don't know, maybe not sadly, but I do think it's kind of cool just to think that, yeah, they were, they were filling their schedule with like movies, original movies that they were making specifically for TV. And it's, uh, totally. it's just kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Specifically, like just to see the trends of them go from like something like this, like true story thing that now would probably be relegated to Lifetime at best, you know? No, no offense, Lifetime. I'm sure, no offense. Know. Yeah. You know, they, they know what they're doing. But yeah, but I mean, yeah. times have changed. Craig, I couldn't really find anything amazing that happened on October 28th, 1988, other than the release of this TV movie. Mm -hmm. But happy birthday 
Thank to you. Joaquin oh. Phoenix, who turned hey. 14 years old that year. I bet he was at home watching this. Yeah, everyone was. The world shut down. Stoned out of his mind. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's David. Yeah, I'm really interested to watch this. I want to see, A, how dated it is, and B, mm-hmm. kind of how they handle, yeah, that, that sort of thin line between being on the sappy side of inspirational mm-hmm. and just telling a, a compelling story with a, uh, a really, a happy end is not the, the right word, but I guess a positive end, you know, or outcome. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like I'm wondering what the purpose of this movie is. Like, what... <laughs> And it well, you say that bad, now, right? but yeah, at the time, the purpose was, well, this could be the ABC, you know, movie of the week. Sure. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just Big like, okay, so the story is that this dad sets his son on fire mm-hmm. and it just feels like, I don't know, like what, what is the story besides just like having that happen? And how you cope with it. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I, I mean, guess I think that's, that's it. It's like this. And it'll just be about Bernadette Peters like dealing with yeah. it, I guess? Uh, yeah. That's my guess. That's my guess. Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm also I very mean, curious uh, as to uh, why Todd Rohal was thinking about this. So we'll, we'll have to find out for next time. Yeah, that, I think this was, this is like the touchstone for him. This is kind of what made him want to make, <laughs> to make movies. <laughs> make movies, yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. But Interesting I'll, I'll try and find out. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sure we can just confirm that. We don't need to. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sounds true. Hey. This movie, and this is the beauty of the era that we live in, it's on Amazon Prime right now. You can go watch yes. it, and uh, that's what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll come back next time and get into it in detail. Let's get into it then. Uh, any last words, Craig, to start us off season three, 2019? Oh, yeah, i got to start strong. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, um, okay. Um, um, if... If uh, if it's the if it's uh, uh, if it's January, wait. Um, oh, this is good. She sells seashells by the seashore. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. You knew that was coming. Yeah. I uh, guess I did. Now, how about don't set your kids on fire? Okay. Yeah. I think we can all take that away as a lesson. Yeah. It's a PSA. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. There you go. Awesome. Next time, Craig. See you then.